Hello, Rebellious Visionaries, and welcome to the Root Work Podcast, where we're digging deeper to get to the root of financial success and failure. You're about to listen to conversations between two real sisters who are still growing and sharing their journey with you. Join us as we normalize difficult conversations around money and discover how we can use the power of talking about it to grow from and support each other so we can have the confidence to choose the life we envision. Hey, Kim the Overcomer. Hey. Hey. (laughs) For those who have been following Kim's name so far, we're trying to see if I can go back and name them all. We had um, Kim Kim. Uh, We had Kim William. (laughs) We had Kim Ski in the place to be. Right. And now we're Kim the Overcomer. Amen and amen. Pass the collection plate. Um, what an appropriate name to come into coming off of the week that we both had. Right. Um, I'll just preface the listeners with saying that this is a this will probably be a heavier and harder episode for both of us to record um, just because the emotions and the energy is still so fresh. But that's kind of why it was important for us to not wait too long to have this conversation because people are going through things that they shouldn't wait to talk about. whether it's talking to their therapist or their family or their friends or their loved ones or their financial coach, their whatever, whoever it is that they need to God (laughs) to talk to God about um, that they need to not kind of keep those things in that you need to face. Yeah. Yeah. Facing them. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start by saying what I'm normally, I don't know what I'm going to call these episodes until after I listen back to them and think about like what the theme is. Cause we, we tend, we, this, this show, if you guys can't tell is not scripted at all. Um, these are real conversations that me and my sister would have on a regular basis. Um, and so, you know, the, the episodes can cover a lot of different things. Um, but I know what we're talking about for this this week. And um, the title of this episode is, God, can you be a little less dramatic? <laughs> right. We've, we've joked about that title all week because we've had um, some hard things that we had to deal with, but we could immediately see how the situation was being used to teach us something really important about ourselves, about our capacity, about life, about business. And, and we're grateful that we are, are learning this lesson, but our inside joke was like, but God, could you be a little less dramatic? Like, right. 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 Could, could, could you teach me this a different way? Like why yeah. you gotta do so much? Like you have I like, like to read but, books. I can read the lesson in the book, you know. Yeah, like, I'll you read more. I promise I'll read more. Seriously, <laughs> like you had to put Jesus on the cross. She's <laughs> <laughs> very visual, um, tangible with his um truth about who we are in him, for sure. <laughs> so um, Kim, I don't, do you want to share? I don't, you know, I want you to share whatever you feel comfortable sharing and you know, what your observations were about yourself, about life, you know? Sure. I'm slowly able to kind of recapture a lot more each day, but, um, I think it was November 4th, um, got up in the morning with my little schedule, uh, 6 a.m., getting my kid to school. It was my, it's my priority to have had him with me in the morning, even though he goes to school 
near his father's house, but just to have some consistency with um, me, I took on the task of having him with me, taking him to school in the morning. And um, that morning I was particularly focused. I, we said our prayer on our way to school. It was, you know, the morning times are dark now. So it was still dark. Um, uh, my son actually left his book back. I remember turning around and not being upset. I, that's really all the things that are coming back to me where I, I, I normally I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you forget that? I mean, mornings are rough for me. I'm not a morning person, but today it was just that day. It was just, it was, a very peaceful morning. Um, I had anxiety. This is a very high time for me that I deal with a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of um, triggers around this time of the year. And so I'm managing it. And I remember intentionally managing it that morning. And um, we got the book back. We got back on the road. And since we had to um, go back and get the book back, I didn't take him to his bus stop. So my apologies. I normally take him to his bus stop. But this time I said, well, I'm going to just take you to school. First time taking him to school um, at that time. And as we're proceeding to school, I'm doing my my driving. And we had a, a meditation um, clubhouse channel I play. And I made a left to turn, you know, it was a, it was a blinking yield. I made a left to turn into the street of his school. And next thing you know, what I was, what only um, memory I have, it felt like a boulder fell on the top of our car. I didn't know what happened. I literally remember stopping and not knowing what happened. And I, my son, and I was holding, feeling for my son's chest. The car was full of some white powder. And my son said, mom, we're alive. And I still had no idea what he was talking about. Mom, we're okay. We're alive. And I said, yes, we are. What happened? And he said, we're okay. He kept telling me we're okay. I, I, I admire the strength of my child at this moment. Every time I recall how he processed that moment, he knew enough to say, okay, immediately. <clears throat> but anyway, um, we were hit by an SUV um, that was coming and it totally spent our car around going the opposite way that we were going. The car was immediately totaled. Um, I, at this moment, my son, I'm still on pause and my baby's like, mom, we're okay. We got to get out though, because it smells like smoke. And I remember two women, um, beautiful angels, black women came and opened our door and they was grabbing my baby out. He said, no, get my, make sure my mom gets out. Like it's, <laughs> I still replay this, Like he would not move away from the, made sure they got me out the car as well. And, um, all of that still a days um, when we were put on, when we were moved back at my car, that was no more. And how did we walk away from that? Um, from that time, it's been a definitely pro a definite process of healing of um of what's, what's, what do I want to say? Um, processing what happened, processing that this has been something so traumatic that I felt like I had no control of. And if anyone know me, I'm a very person who has to be in control of everything. And I realized yet once again things can happen that you have no control over and that those things change you um that reality that <clears throat> doing what what I was supposed to be doing I had come across a traumatic event that could have upset in my whole and it did it changed my whole life it changed it was another moment in my life just as much as the mass shooting at my job <clears throat> where I had the reality that wow, I could really leave my home and not ever come back. Those things shift you. Um, it could put you in a place of fear. It puts, I remember when the mass shooting, I remember that that was my first time I really felt my security the lowest ever. Like, I feel like growing up from Jersey, you kind of, you kind of had this little thickness with you. Like, you ain't really worried. You know how to look and walk and function and, and keep your back. Like, like, so I was always like fearless in so many ways. And then that one event changed my whole outlook on my security, my children's security. And then <clears throat> here we are again. 
um, I get this situation in the midst of already dealing with so much anxiety, in the midst of major depression. And and so it's just like, wow, how worse can it get? That was my immediate, um, and it was, and you know what? I have to really be honest. I could not even say in my mind in the beginning, thank you, God, that you kept me. I really immediately calculated my loss. My baby said to me, we're alive, mom. When we got to the corner, I said, like, oh, my God, that's the car. Mom, that's okay. We are still alive. I have, I feel so horrible that my thought was in my loss because I was felt like I had lost so much already that I did not realize the life, the gift that God gave me was more time. And that came after. Ooh. That started coming now. That start as I go through each day. As I as I had to, like you said, we have to face things. I'm thankful for my family who's who, you know, make sure, especially you, Betty, walking me through, holding my hand. My whole community is is just won't allow, we won't allow each other to to go under. And they and so I'm grateful for the fact that where I wanted to just go into this dark place, I had to face what I was dealing with. And I had to make a decision, either I'm going to flee or I'm going to fight. And I, I, I had to decide, I'm going to let this fester and it's going to eat me up and it's going to take me to a dark place or I'm going to get up every day. And, one, and so maybe about the third day after, I said, God, don't make me the same before whatever happened, before this accident. I want to be changed from this event. I want, if you're going to be this dramatic, <laughs> if we're going to do all of that, God, then please <laughs> make my, make my comeback at, at just as dramatic, right? Listen, right. Like whatever, whatever I need to learn from this and whatever I need, whatever I need to grow from this and it, and became a, a, a change of it don't matter it's not even about more so of a comeback but God thank you for letting me see what's important you know what I'm saying thank you for letting me I don't have a vehicle right now thank you for letting me enjoy that I have a beautiful face that I love being in with my children and I get up every day and I you know and I'm able to to function I have my function you know the function of my body I have some sore mornings and you know some dizzy spells but I'm I can walk you know that mm -hmm. the, the, the car was probably probably a millisecond from hitting my baby where he was sitting I keep re replaying like I, it replays back in my mind sometimes that and, and I jump so I'm still dealing with a lot of the PTSD of course um of what could have happened and what did happen but I know that I'm going to be better from that moment. Like, I know that something is going to come out of this and it's not easy. I'm not like, oh my God, I just got up. I was kind of mad. I was very mad. I, I was very upset. I was angry. I'm like, how can I be trying so hard to move forward? And then boom, I get sent a whole five, 10 years back. I don't know when the last time I had, had a car. Um, <laughs> um, but each day and today is probably the, First day, I could probably really talk about this with victory. So, um, you know, um, something you said during the week, um, you were saying that, you know, you and I were talking about like, I, I wonder if we, if we attracted this, right? Because <laughs> we were both worried about things and, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you start to feel a little bit like, gosh, is this my fault? Like, did I attract this because of fear? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and you said, because I kept saying, at least I have my car. At least I have my car. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, right. <laughs> and then this happens. Right. And um, that's crazy. That, you, that, you, that was like my, I was mindful of that that whole month before. I literally look at people walking like, God, I thank you right now. I have a car. Cause these are not to me. <laughs> right. Wow. But here's the thing is that then a few days later, you sent a, a screenshot of like you setting up this home office set up to be able to do this work from home. And mm -hmm. I laughed to myself thinking, God, can you be a little less dramatic? Because <laughs> the lesson was you were telling yourself before that you needed this car in order to have a source of income. Mm -hmm. And 
God just proved to you, no, you don't. And it was like, every time we think we need X, Y, Z to provide for us, God is our our source and we are our source. As long as we have, we're here, as you said, I still have time. And God Mm -hmm. is still in the mix. Anything is possible that we have the capacity to create a life we want for ourselves, however we want to to create it. But then what's important is that we choose it, that you could have taken the situation and said, oh, woe is me. I had the situation and therefore there's nothing I can do. Right. I can't do anything. Right. And a lot of us find ourselves in deeper financial situations because life happens to us and we just accept the beat down. Right. Because <laughs> it do feel like a beat down, right? We just right. accept that beat down and go, up. Oh, I'm down. And you were like, okay, I'm down and I'm getting back up. Right. And, and I, was, I was too afraid to put my words. So everything in me, my normal go-to is... I can't believe this devastation. Why me? But my words, I was too afraid to put that there this time. This time I I had feelings, but I knew enough to not put those words out there. And that helped me begin to speak what I wanted to come out of this. That was very important. Um, mm. Yeah, this was, this was powerful to watch how you, chose like you 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 would send me a message and say hey I need you to to build me up every day you know just the just the 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 difference between you know how you handled the mass shooting to this was that you were proactive about asking for what you needed right unapologetically saying and don't forget to build me up tomorrow Like, yes, I'm having a good day, but still check on me tomorrow, right? Because a lot of times we have Mm -hmm. a good day and we then make people feel like, or we expect to not need help tomorrow, but you were aware that tomorrow could be different. I feel good today, but tomorrow could be different. Can you do me a favor and check on me still? Make sure I get up. Make sure I get out my room. You know, it took mommy, I think I was in my room for like three days for mommy to come and if you if you saw my uh, pedometer, my activity the day mommy was here, I'm like, dang, and I could barely walk. But it's just that I, I'm glad that my my family, y'all, like to know enough to say, help me. And for you to take that assignment instantly, you know, that that means a lot to, to, to prepare yourself for that weak time. That's, I just knew what, I'm trying not to cry. I knew that if I went back to that dark place, I probably wouldn't make it out this time. And so I was afraid that this has the power to go take me back to that place where I was dead. I was still breathing. I was still existing, but it was death over my life. And um, you do what you need to do um, to stay strong. In that way, that has propped you up. Like it, it gave you that foundation. So the days that I could not, um, I did not want to answer the calls. I didn't want to make um, contact with people. Y'all knew enough to not listen to that <laughs> because <laughs> I gave you permission to help me. Like we have to give people permission and teach them and show them what you need. You got to tell people have to learn how to be there for you. You can't be there for people in the way you want to be there for people, right? So I was taught in in recovery was that tell people help you, you know, tell, I remember when I had to go for treatment before um, a couple years back and I gained so many tools, but we had to write a plan before we left what we wanted, um, how what does um a healthy life look like from your family like what I had to imagine a scenario mm-hmm. and had to put I had to um I had to put um uh trigger alerts for for my family to understand um when I was going to a dark place how I acting um it was just like setting up my own safety plan you know and it, and yeah. I think 
Yeah, I, t I promise you, if you get through your hard situation and you take notes, you are making sure you <laughs> never go down that way again. Like you are helping yourself. Um, I love the fact that you said, and you take notes, yes. right? Because we, <laughs> we joke that we feel like we're not joking, really seriously feeling like, you know, we had to reset in so many of our areas of our lives because the first time we didn't take notes mm -hmm. and that, you know, there is a great um, work that's going to come through us through our work, but it required for us to be able to recall how we got through it. Right. And, and so both of us are being intentional. This is why we named this podcast, the Root Work Podcast, is because, you know, we both understood that a lot of the strain that we dealt with financially was connected to how we dealt with life, right. how we dealt with our emotions and we had how we how we not just dealt with it, but how we perceived Yes, our our life, right? How we perceived what was happening around us, what we thought yes. was happening with our parents, what we thought was happening in our relationships, what we thought was happening at work, what we thought was happening in our friendships. All of those things were shaping and informing us and telling us how to be. And we're in the process of unlearning and relearning some things. And we want to get to the root of those things so that we are taking action from our truest place, our from our value system, not from a place of fear, but from a place of abundance to right. understand that, you know, our actions, we, we're in control. We have the power that you, like, like before, you don't have to just decide that, oh, I don't have a car and therefore all the possibility of creating income for myself is gone. Right, right. I have the, this gives me, and now instead of saying that, it's like, no, no, I have the opportunity now to really unapologetically work from home where right. I felt like I had to be here and there. And now I can create things from this space. I can focus my energy in the places that I want to focus them. But I, I like what you said about how your program forced you to envision um, a path uh, like a set yourself up for a, a safety net. Right. And right. This, this is a lot about, you know, in the strong start, strong finish journal that I created, you know, there's this part where I talk about envisioning success. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was listening to this podcast recently um, and it was re reminded me of a, um, of a message I'd heard earlier by TD Jakes when he talked about how we are often preparing for failure, but we rarely prepare for success. Right. That we mm -hmm. believe in things going wrong so much. And we're like, let me just prepare. Like, what if this goes wrong? Let me have this. And, and it's, and there's nothing wrong with having the foresight to like prepare. But mm -hmm. when you get to a point where preparing, where you're, you're going beyond preparing and you're just worrying. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And then you've left no space and no energy to prepare for success so that when success happens, you don't know how to react. So in your case, you had been doing the work you'd been work, you know, learning, you had mentioned before this accident about this, this idea of, you know, this remote work mm -hmm. and you hadn't put it into place, but you had already started thinking about like, oh, this could be something that I could do. Right. Yeah. Like I need to get these phones and, you know, and then this happens and it really wasn't hard for you to put that plan into motion because you had already started preparing for that, not because you were you expected to lose your car, but because right. you were trying to create as many choices for yourself as possible. Right. And I think the beauty in envisioning success is it allows something that children have innately is your imagination to create a world of possibility in an environment where you know the world around you is telling you that you only could do choose from these two things. Right. I, I, it's so funny because not only did it um, have me initiate something that had already started, but I've been sitting on a lot of things that I know it was more fear, um, like, like re starting the online store, like, you know, really going forth in my business. And I, I was using my backup plan as my security net, but it's actually was taking me away from that real, real vision that God had put over me. And I, I realized it was because fear. Hey, can now to move forward with the plans that God had already been brewing in my heart, but I was around fear to um, cause me to keep putting it back, keep putting it back, work on it a little bit. Um, as even with my pending retirement, I actually had to 
realize that I have resources that belong to me that I have not been sure that it comes my way because in part of me have doubt that I'm going to get approved for what rightfully rightfully belongs to me now no no wait a minute my money will be released my my retirement will be like the energy of a fighter now because I realized what I almost lost and now I'm realizing what I really had what what's really mine and so it's just it's just it's crazy it's crazy I mean I I I got to make this a quick work because I don't, I'm my Lord. I just daily, like daily, I have to wait. Every day I have to wake up and fight. Each day I get stronger and I wake up faster and, and, and the anxiety don't last as long. I have a plan. I have to listen to something inspirational. And then I have to walk. But I, I each day I get stronger in getting out of this thing that tried to send me back um, 10 years ago, you know, to the status of 10 years ago. That's not true. That's not what's happening right now. So I, I just... I'm just, and then to have you share with me what you were dealing with. I mean, it's just crazy how God will give you what you need when you need it and family and friends and support. And um, everything is available for us if we reach out and open up and be transparent. So, and here's the, here's one of the most amazing parts. So like, I I think I'll share my, my, we'll do a part two, right? Share my part of the story in another episode, Mm -hmm. but um to, to stay on track with you, right? I remember thinking to myself, because, you know, your fear of like, oh, this is going to set me back was mm-hmm. the exact fear I had for you. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I I was so unhinged and I was so like, you know, like worried. Like it, it brought me back to how I felt when, you know, you were going through the depression and, you know, from the mass shooting and me mm-hmm. living in a state of fear every day that I'm going to get a call that my sister is gone, that she's dead. And that was very, it was very paralyzing for me. And that season when I was working, right? you know what, it, it was affecting my ability to like show up at work, to show up and family because all I could think was, I'll never survive without my sister. I won't. I won't. I won't survive this. None of this really matters. And at that time, you know, my job was voluntold me into this new role where I was taking on multiple, basically, positions simultaneously, wow. which was nice for my personal development, but it didn't. It didn't um, come with a major raise. So right. there was just a lot of pressure to do more for less. And my relationship was, was falling apart and I was trying to figure out how to get out of that without doing any damage to my child and without putting myself in physical and emotional harm, harm's way, right? So I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that. And so I remember at that time, I was just purchasing my peace is what I like to call it. This is how I ended up in such a bad place again financially was I was just trying to breathe like I just was like I just I have to stay as as clear-headed as possible because I had to be able to take your call I had to be able to take my mom's call I, I needed to be in my head I was telling myself I had to be the strong one because so many people are depending on me in this season right now more than ever, that they're depending on me financially and emotionally, and I don't have space to fall apart right now. Mm -hmm. So rather than deal with, rather than advocate for myself and what I was entitled to financially at home, I would rather pay for it all than to get into an argument because I just need peace. Rather than then worry about, you know, stuff at work, you know, I would go downstairs on my lunch break and have a drink to a lot to give myself um, <laughs> some, listen, I don't work with, you can't fire me now. So I worked in a great area with some wonderful restaurants and wonderful bars. <laughs> I was down in Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I, get I get through how I get through now. Listen, I did know, I did what I could do. I did what I could do, right? <laughs> I, I came back to work. Okay. 
<laughs> lunch break was only an hour. You can only do but so much damage in an hour, right? right? So I would, <laughs> I would go down there just to take what I felt like was like taking the edge off, so that mm-hmm. I could have some grasp, some grounding to be able to go back up and do all that everyone was asking of me because I felt like I was in demand all over the place. So when the, this this accident happened. My thought was I immediately went back to that place of of if 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 this triggers her back into this place where she feels like giving up, I will also be triggered back into this place. Like, right. right? So it's gonna trigger a, a cycle, right? Right back right. into it. And it was like I can't, uh, I can't let you. So it was like you saying like me showing up. I did that for me as much as I did that for you is I knew that I couldn't handle you unraveling because then I would unravel and then whoever's attached to me, right? I could see the cycle of nope, nope and nope and nope. So it was like, no, I'm going to call every day. I'm going to check on you every day because I need you to come out of this. I need you to survive this so that I can survive this because I already could see that our lives individually were connected. Like my 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 business is connected to somebody else's success. Somebody's breakthrough mm-hmm. is connected to me. I cannot fall because I my purpose is too big. Right. And we started doing this podcast together. I began to see that our our connection to each other was too important. Right. That what we would do together was too big and I could not allow that to be wasted. How many lives are going to be connected to like right now we're recording this, you know, it's November 16th, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to listen to this episode until like December because they were always a, a few weeks behind in right. airing it. But like someone may not listen to this until 2025. Right. And that right. person who hears this episode at that time, you know, what we're doing may be big. Right. And mm-hmm. so they can't imagine us in this actually being in this season. But it's exactly what they need right now to believe that they can be. And then they're supposed to be like the next, you know, um, Michelle Obama, you know, right. pe- people who uh, Oprah, Gary V, Eric Thomas, people, the next me, the next you, right? right. The next right. person that. in <laughs> right. Let me not leave myself out of this, right? Right. <laughs> the next person of influence, but they wouldn't have fought one day longer if they didn't hear this episode today. Right. And so I could not allow you to fall away because I could vision, right? You're envisioning, right? I could already see where, what God, how God was going to use us. And, And I believed it so deeply in my gut that I could not entertain us falling back again. It it was like that. My vision of our future was greater than my fear of, what could happen? It, the fear existed, but my vision was so powerful. I right. refused to give it more power than I could give our future. So it was like, no, I, you know, like I sat in that moment, right? Like, you know, a little bit nervous, a little bit scared, and mm-hmm. and you know, I just remember thinking to myself, what would Kim do if if I were in this situation or a friend was in this situation I remember having that thought mm-hmm. and I instantly knew that what what you would do and so I was like oh no I have to call her right away <laughs> I was like I called mom I called you right you didn't answer the phone and I knew you were already in a place where you were like trying to like I want to just shut down I want to sleep right? right and I called mommy and I said mommy um, when you get to Kim house, are you there yet? She's like, not yet. I said, listen, when you get to Kim house, at some point I'm going to call her. I need you to call me because I need to talk to Kim. I have an right. important message for her. Right. I felt like this was God saying, you got to deliver this message. No matter what you got to deliver. This message is important. I, I, I need to, I need to talk to her about something. So can you please make sure I talk to her today? Mm-hmm. And, um, ironically, you ended up calling me back before we, we got to talk. And so um, mommy said, Call Betty. She got something to tell you. 
when you call me, right? I was like, you know, I realized that, you know, we often don't give ourselves as much grace and forgiveness as we are willing to give others, right? And I thought about how I just told you that in my journal, I had edited the Strong Start, Strong Finish journal because I wanted to be more specific about the self-love section, that I wanted you to be able to specifically say every day, I forgive yourself for, and specifically say every day, I'm proud of you for, because I feel like those are the two things that we don't do enough. So I wanted that to be one of the evening prompts as we've gone through our whole day, right? We started mm-hmm. strong. We felt like we were going to kill it. And then the day went to hell in a handbasket. And we typically right. get to the end of the day where we start abusing ourselves because we look at the day and think we didn't do any of the things we said we were going to do. Right. And we start to feel like, gosh, that's when the negative self-talk starts coming in. And I wanted in the evening for a strong finish for people to be able to say, like, I forgive you for whatever it is you felt like you did wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of you for whatever it is that you need to acknowledge, because sometimes it's just getting up that is that requires so much effort that people don't realize that took a lot of work to just get up for you to call me back was something to say, you know, I'm proud of you for, for, for calling back. Right. So, you know, when I was thinking that I thought to myself. Kim is the type of person that if anybody needs anything, Kim is going to double over to figure out how to help, how to support, you know, how to, how to do. Right. And I was like, you know, if Robin or Sarita or me or Q or any of her friends had this exact same life, (laughs) these exact same scenario, I I didn't want to just discount it to the car accident, like that they had the same set of events happening and then this happened. She would not tell them, you know, you're just a fuck up. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you, you what know, you gonna do that for? That's mom <laughs> do that. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. You would just right. go, okay. So what can we do? Right. Like, or you know, things happen. Like you were probably tired. Like you would give them all the reasons why. Look what all you've been juggling. Look how many right. things you've managed to get done. You forgot to do this. And so this happened and this is going to be the outcome. But like, like, look what all you did. Like, come I'm, I would have had less done, right? You would have <laughs> given them the space to realize that, you know, they're human and they mm-hmm. deserve grace. And, and then on top of that, you would have went into problem solving mode to be like, how can we get this? How can we fix it now? Like it's done. So let's get into it. It made me think of like when my dog got stolen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that I'm supposed to like call the chip in. I'm supposed to do all <laughs> these things. Right. But I was just paralyzed. Right. I couldn't right. do anything. I couldn't talk. I couldn't function. I couldn't think about printing, creating a sign. And you was like, Hey, I created a sign. I just sent it over. I added your name to the such as like you went into like problem solving mode. Right. Aww. Right. And right. you, oh God, don't make me cry. You did for me what I could not do for myself. Aww. And so I realized that when you see someone in need, you get into this mode where like, it's not, it's not personal. It's not an emotional thing, like problem solving mode go. And right. so I knew that what you needed was for you to be your own friend. You needed to see yourself as your friend and not him. And so I told you, I was like, Kim, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to do right now that only you could do. You got to call, you know, the insurance company, you got to call the the lot, you got to call, you know, you got to make these calls. And some of these calls are going to tell you things about the situation that's going to feel like another gut punch. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to cost you this amount of money and these type of things. Right. And that is going to be the thing that paralyzes you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a financial coach, I know that people often don't show up to that very first session because looking at the problem is is painful and so they don't want to face the pain and so to the only way they can think to avoid seeing how much damage they've done is simply just like I'm just not going to show up because I I can't deal with that on top of what's the days like if I can go let me go like five more hours like I was trying to force myself not to have to wake up to entertain the activity that I needed to face right and so But what I also knew is when you avoid 
situations because you're avoiding like the pain when you avoid facing important things mm-hmm. all you end up doing is making the situation worse oh my so god people who are like <laughs> i'm not going to check my bank account balance because i don't want to see like and then you don't really know like you actually had like 20 dollars. Like, if you only transferred over like three dollars you could have right. avoided overdraft but because you didn't want to see yourself with a three dollar balance because right. that was painful to see. You couldn't see your ability to correct a, a right. bigger problem coming. And now and you've got $35 as worse, It's never as bad as you are, are creating. It's never that bad. And right. so that is a really good financial reality. Um, face it. Deal with it. Make the call. I have had so much grace when I all of the calls with everything with the car was not as horrible as I was thinking. You know what I'm right. saying? So, yeah, that so um, I was like, Kim, I was like, listen, imagine if this was your friend, pick, give her a name, give her a name. I was like, literally, give her a name. Who would you decide you know her, name is, be? her name is Keisha? Keisha, Keisha, Keisha. Okay, Keisha I was like, listen, Kim, Keisha got, <laughs> I was like, Keisha got in a terrible car accident. This is the situation, she didn't have this, she didn't have that. But she is going to have a complete meltdown if she doesn't get this stuff situated. Can you help her? And mm. then I said, I want you to, when you make these phone calls, I need you to pretend you are calling for Keisha. <laughs> call this town like, I need to call this. Um, Keisha got in a car accident. Um, she goes by this name, uh, Kim Williams. But, right. um, but her name is Keisha. <laughs> and what do we need to do? Detach right. yourself emotionally from the situation and the outcome. And so that you can figure this all out. And then maybe like an hour later, you call me. It was like, B, I called. And it turns out, you know, right. I have got insurance. Right. And like. We ain't going to be eating all of that. But yeah, um, it, it just. And then, you know, what's crazier. Everyone I dealt was so extra caring, extra, um, you know, for well, Navy Federal. Me and Navy Federal going to be having the best communication. Um, but, I mean, just every person, even a lot um, of the, the the graveyard of the vehicle, <laughs> uh, the cemetery, I want to call it, where the car <laughs> is, it's just, just the grace that God has um, put in, in every, in all my path in this process and figuring it out. And um, from my trading team, um, just coming up with ideas. And that's how I end up pick, uh, catching this online gig or whatever. And so it's just like, wow, um, I just had to show up for myself. Um, for Keisha, I had to show up for Keisha. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm, and, and you know what? Another thing is that when I what was happening was I was watching fear manifest in my daughter because while I'm dealing with recovery, she wasn't in the accident. She was sleeping all day. She was sitting in her room, and I'm like, and God said she's gonna, she is gonna feed off the energy you display. That's when I started daily getting back up again. That's when I, I'm like, no, I can't. So the immediate effect of what can happen if I, I've been through this before. I know God can can restore me from anything. God has done it before. How long do I have to keep telling myself that when I already know that God can bring me out of any situation? If I didn't know it before, I definitely know it now. And so that's the energy I had to immediately tap into. And I'm going to just continue because now my kids are watching me. They Mm -hmm. see where I was already at trying to get my retirement process, you know, taking the risk of walking away from a a full great salary because I know that um, it's time for me to retire. And then seeing that whole faith process play out um, and now this setback. They're going to see a win and they're going to see. I remember when I used to always read the Bible and they'll say, put these stones up and tell your children, let them know what I've done for you. Remind them when you go back, tell them the story of what I've done for you. It's important that we take notes. So now my daughter can look through my journal. Oh, this is what mommy was dealing with. This is okay. She can read my my notes to God, my notes to myself, how I processed that day. I got up today. I washed my face today. I actually walked today again. Um, and so now we're creating this reference. So I'm not taking forever to bounce back because we got a history of bouncing back. 
So it shouldn't be forever that I'm getting out of this rough place. I just realized that God just is catapulting me to something way further than where I thought I would be in my everyday before. So before the accident, I was just working like, Lord, I don't know what is going to happen. Now I'm like, I really believe this is going to really take us to a whole nother place um, faster than what I was calculating in my head. Cause my faith is just going to be on that level right now. Ain't no and way it's going to be that dramatic. And not be that dramatic, right? Right. right. You got to be dramatic on both ends. You got to be fair. Right. In the previous episode, we were talking about like how the circumstances of, you know, am I happy because I have a good job? Am I happy because I make a great salary? Is this what I'm right. Am I happy because I'm in a loving relationship? Or am I happy? And how sometimes these things are trying to get, they're trying to, God is trying to get us to a place where we understand that we are valuable, we are worthy, we are, are, you know, an asset, we are love, lovable, love being loved without anything else that we right. already have all of that. And so, so that when, and if we lose things, we don't suddenly have a depreciated sense right. of self-worth. And then you have this incident happen and to prove the point, you end up being able to have these other business ideas that you can work from home to prove again, in case you didn't get this message last time, you are not valuable because you have this right job, relationship, etc. You are valuable without it. And I'm going to be extra dramatic and prove this point to you. Again, God, can you be a little less dramatic? You are the package. You are it. Like it's our, it's all in you. So when you realize, even in relationships, I know we're going to go into that, but even when you, when you realize that you are whole complete within yourself, honestly, things can be pulled from you and you will understand that that has nothing to do with who you are and you're still whole and you're still complete mm. and you're still amazing. And that that's, we need to know that because yes. now I have confidence that if I wake up and whatever happens, I know God is with me and I will get through this. And there's nothing that's going to take away from my destiny. Regardless that of what that makes me think of an episode. I heard Patrice Washington, who's another amazing black female financial um, podcaster, financial professional, um, but she was talking one day about um, about not taking care. Like you know, you start to see like other things as your re- your resource, right? So like, mm-hmm. you take better care of your car or your home or other people than you do of yourself. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that creates wealth that you absolutely need is you. Right. And so when you are not exercising, when you're not doing going to therapy, when you're not, um, you know, e- you know, eating right, when you're not doing that, you're not taking care of the temple, your mind, your body, your spirit, you cannot create wealth for yourself if you are not well, well in wealth. Right. 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 You have to be well first. And this is why we do the root work podcast because this is bigger than budgeting. This is bigger than understanding financial concepts and definitions and you know jargon. Mm-hmm. This is how are you how well are you? Because if you don't get if you don't get to the root of things, anything that I ever teach about money will won't matter at all. It will be useless. You know, so I hope that the takeaway from this message is that if you're listening to this podcast, you still have time. Right. So whatever has happened in your life, whatever circumstance that you feel like is set set you back. First of all, you know, you and I both said this. I kind of feel like we're we must be on the cusp of something big because you know like right before something major happens like there's always like this antagonist you know you watch a movie and right. you think like oh it's about to be happily ever after and then the biggest obstacle of all happens in the met in the movie and then you're like oh no right and then finally like the I feel like that's the part of the movie we're in you I know, believe you, that I really do it's good you have the little baby setback and then you are like you overcome that and you think oh it's good from here and then you're like no big setback you know right. that's gotta happen in the movie I feel like 
both of us have hit this part in our life where it's like, this is the one where you think right. ah, I'm not going to survive it. And no, because right on the other side of this is happily ever after. Right. right. Um, and so whatever you're going through, if you're listening to this podcast, I need you to go a little longer. I need right. you to push a little harder. I need you to dig into the root work and figure out what options are there for you. And I need you to choose them. I need you to choose yourself. I need you to choose your vision for your future over your fears of what could be. I need you to activate your resources, activate your family, your friends, your tribe, whatever it is that you need to push you through on the days that you can't. I need you to leverage that. I need you to communicate what you need to the people you need and how they can help. Um, And I need you to believe that if God is being this dramatic, in the situation to teach you something, he is going to be equally dramatic in the reward and the outcome of what is to come from this situation. So um, as we close out this episode and we prepare um, for the week, I want you to continue to do the root work. And I'm going to continue to do the root work because I'm still growing. I want to add one more thing. One thing I added was I will have no more bad days. That's my part of my daily confession. So when you get up and you tell yourself, I will not have a bad day. I I have no more bad days ahead of me. That You can endure anything. Mm-hmm. And like my sister said, she's still growing and so am I. Yes, I love that. Thank you for adding that. And, you know, um, not having a bad day doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. Right. It just means your perception of of the circumstance is not like the end of end all be all right. right. <laughs> you, you, right. Can see the, you can see the opportunity in any circumstance, even bad ones. So right. I redeem it. It's just going to be a lesson. I'm not going to take it as a loss. So this day, prop, like even in trade this day, I didn't win all my trades in a positive manner, but it was part of my trading history. So it's a lesson. I learned how to, what I shouldn't do. So every day you can redeem it for it to be a good thing. You make it a good thing, regardless of what has happened that day. Um, This has been a really good podcast. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. If this podcast touched home for you, um, please leave us a note. Uh, Leave us a love note. Um, If you know someone who has been in, you know, has experienced trauma, Um, whether it's a physical trauma like a car accident or emotional trauma, um, please share this with them. Um, We want to be able to impact as many lives as possible. And um, so don't keep us to yourself. Um, Share it with someone who could, who needs a sister who is willing to be vulnerable with them and allow them space to have difficult conversations around life and money. And that is the root work. So we look forward to hearing from you and we will chat with you next week. Bye now. The world belong to you. 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 The world belong to you.